You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And we are sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference is happening in San Diego, October 9th to the 11th. Make sure to check that out. There is a link in the bio. And, you know, on this journey through, you know, NFTs and, and since we really, you know, started, you know, part of the, the whole beauty of this was, embracing kind of like the curiosity and the desire, like the, the yearning to continue to learn. Right. And you know, one of the things that I've tried to stress really hard here on the podcast is that um, I for sure don't know everything. And a lot of what I share is like my perspective or, you know, the lessons that I'm learning and kind of uh, on the way. And, and part of that is allows us like kind of like the freedom to like learn together, right. All of you that are listening, you're coming on this journey with us. And that also includes trying to figure out, you know, ways to provide more value to, you know, you, the audience, you, the listener, you know, we have our YouTube videos, we put a blog post up on the website every day. Uh, and, you know, I, we, we know we've heard a lot of requests on, you know, taking us through the journey of, of buying the NFTs. And so part of that is we're going to you know, try to add that in this as well. Then we'll jump into some of the, the topic uh, for the podcast. And so one of the things I wanted to kind of just share a touch on, you know, for this, uh, our most recent, uh, you know, the actual, you know, uh, NFT that we've purchased most recently, uh, was one that was titled scarcity. Uh, and it's a Solana NFT. And really i when I look at Solana NFTs, I will tell you most of the time I'm looking at the gaming style NFTs, right? I really look at what not makes the most sense there on, uh, on Solana. And the, the thing that jumped out about this project was, you know, one of the things with, you know, the gaming projects, it seems to be a lot of projects are, launching their nft as a gaming project but you know there's really no timeline or uh understanding of when they're going to deliver that video or what their video skill set is or uh you know who's on the team to kind of deliver all of that and the beauty of this project uh scarcity that we minted uh yesterday for uh or earlier this week for mint 365 was you know not only they have kind of a, a a direct uh, kind of understanding of like, you know, it is a multiplayer city building game, but they also kind of uh, allowed you to understand which people on the team are are responsible for what aspects of the project and and why they're uh, actually on the team and, and what all that matters. So that was the uh, the NFT that we we minted, uh, you know, earlier. And, and I think it actually kind of plays perfectly into this topic today because the other part of this is that, you know, we've been talking a lot, uh, you know, we do... We do a video call for those that are holding 93 ADHD coin. Uh, we do our superpower hour on Tuesdays. And one of the big things that I, I've been hearing a lot lately, and I, and I think it's a good sign, but it also is a, it's something that is, I would say, not hard to answer, but uh, we are still, it's kind of evolving, is that like, you know, what, is, what does the team need to look like for an NFT project 
uh, you know, pre-launch, during launch, you know, what are the what are the what are the roles that need to make sure that that are covered um, inside of NFT projects? And I will tell you, like, one of the things that that you know we've talked a lot about here on the podcast. One of the things that I, I think is just really um, important to understand is that you know the way a lot of NFT projects that we love, like a lot a lot of your favorite NFT projects today, a lot of them did not do or think about the things that we're going to talk about on this podcast episode. But here's the, here's the point on that is it's okay that they didn't do that because they were launching in a different time where a lot of this was evolving, right? And we were willing to invest and throw our, our crypto, our ETH around, um, really depending on what we were looking for. You know, like the, we, we didn't really understand exactly what we were looking for, why we needed certain things. And, and, and I'm just going to say like where, where this current bear market is going to push us out on at the end is it's going to push us out in like this, in like what I like to believe in a web three world that's going to require us to build the businesses around our NFT projects with a web two kind of uh, approach. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's, I'll, I'll kind of give the stages, right? Last summer, I, I jokingly say like, if you just sneezed out an, uh, an NFT project, um, it would sell out, right? There was no real like um, need for like strategy or implementation. And then in the in the fall, a lot of it was kind of hype, right? Like, how much hype could you get? Was your art fancy like a metaverse, or was your you know did you have the right you know influencers or people in the uh, in the in the actual project? And then start of this year, right? Earlier this year, you know, I'd say that at first, you know, let's say January through April, um, you know, time frame. A lot of it was like, okay, what is missing in the market? And then what are the things that are, are is working in the market? And how do those work inside of, uh, of projects that maybe have a, a fully doxed team, right? And so like all of a sudden it went from like the thing that we are looking for is the docs team, the team that we, you know, we can, we know their name. We know that they have their reputation on the line. We can look them up on LinkedIn, whatever that may be. And now we emerge into like what we'd be called, you know, crypto winter or this summer and a lot of what you know happened with the free mints was that, well, just be, if everything's free and maybe you're just taking a bunch of flyers to try to hit that lottery ticket, the question now comes back and it's like, wait a second, like what were some of these things that made sense early and, and didn't make sense? And I will tell you, for the most part, most NFT projects over the last year have been designed and deployed pretty much upside down from a traditional startup or business. And that actually even includes the utility that and the roadmap that they're actually uh, putting out there. And the funny part about it is the thing that we we kind of asked for and we were demanding last summer and fall was we want to know like your utility and we want to know your roadmap. Like we even cared about those things more so than if the team was anonymous or they weren't using their real names. But what we realized was if a, if a project does not have a business plan or an understanding of utility and community and the team required to execute on that. I don't care what your roadmap has. Like your roadmap, uh, I, you know, I actually think of this a little bit like Shark Tank, right? When we all have watched Shark Tank, I, probably everybody that's listened to this show has watched Shark Tank at one point. And we've all been there where someone presents, like they have a really great idea, but they can't answer any of the shark's questions on like, what are you going to use the money for? How do you plan on implementing that? Who is your greatest competition? What are the things that you, uh, you know, what is the motivation? What is the story? Are you going to commit your full-time job? Like all of those, and we've, and it kind of is like a little cringeworthy, right? When you're watching Shark Tank and you're like, 
man, those people had a great idea. They got all the way to TV, but they didn't think out those ideas. Well, a lot of the NFT projects, that's what was happening. And we were almost forcing NFT projects to give us things that they couldn't deliver. We were like, give us a roadmap with dates. Let us know the utility that you're going to deploy in your project. And so all of a sudden, people just started throwing out things, right? We're going to include a game. We're going to have an, uh, a mental health app. We're going to be, you know, diversity and inclusion. We're going to have, you know, we're going to, you know, have a sitcom on Netflix. Uh, we're going to scale to, you know, 400,000 uh, people and, uh, you know, and we're, all, all these different things. We're going to use tokenomics and staking and all of that. And what I believe had ha- what has kind of emerged from that is that, what really makes sense for NFT projects moving forward is to operate and to deploy as if you are not only you're, you're, are you a business, but you are, you are mapping out and you are putting out to the world the things that you can deliver on and then the things that you are working towards. And so when we think about utility, and I've, I've heard this a lot lately, and actually it's something I'd say it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine right now, is that some there's a tendency for people that will when they're launching their own NFT project, they're like, Brian, you know what? I'm so tired of these projects not delivering on their utility and not delivering uh, you know, against their roadmap. I'm not going to have any utility. And I was like, well, hold on a second. Like, we, we, we want people to deliver on utility because we want something of value for what we're buying. And just not doing it, that doesn't, that doesn't solve the problem. You know, the, other, the other part is like, well, Brian, I'm only going gonna, gonna, I'm gonna to actually put like, uh, the, on the roadmap, I'm going to put the dates way out so that I can, um, I can under, I, I was it, I, I can under promise and over deliver. And it's like, wait a second, but then why would I buy it now? Like, there's a lot of NFTs that when I look at the utility, it has some great utility, but it's not going to be executed on for six to eight months at the earliest. And I'm like, well, I'll check back in on the project six to eight months from now. You're not going to, I'm not going to crowdfund your project if you don't have a way for, you know, me to have value and come along with you on this journey throughout, you know, leading up to that. And it's why actually, you know, one of my favorite projects, Psychedelics Anonymous, it's one of the things that they, I think they did better than um, any projects that out there is that the, the ultimate utility of, of Psychedelics Anonymous that when it was deployed was they wanted to create a mental health app and they wanted to provide and bring mental health um, support and, and leaders to uh, web three, right? So the idea was there was an app that would connect with different holders and some holders could be, you know, certified. Some of holders could just be support. And that was the, that was the, um, the actual like utility of psychedelics anonymous. And a lot of people that have hold the NFT probably don't even know that, but there was an understanding, like, what does that even look like? And how long is that going to take to deploy? And so what they did was they came up with this gamification that would get us from point A to point B. And so just recently, they rolled out the beta version of that app that they're rolling out for the mental health side. And funny enough that there was nobody complaining about the utility being nine months out because they provided a value, a utility, and a a really a community engagement mechanism over that nine months to kind of get us to there. And so... I look at NFT projects and I know many of you, uh, you know, this is the, I, I hear this pretty much every single day is, you know, we're getting messages where like, Brian, I, I found your podcast or Brian. So I've been listening to your podcast the whole time. And I finally have like my, my project that I want to uh, deploy to the world. And, and I love that. I love the idea that we are all like embracing our inner creator. But I also think it's important to realize that first of all, just like entrepreneurship, 
not everyone needs to create their own NFT project. I've made this argument now for a little while that I think a lot of people are actually going to be better served taking on a very leadership role in a project that they hold a lot of rather than starting from a project from scratch. The other part of this is because we've now demanded a lot more um, components into an NFT launch, the team, the, the structure, even the funding and your plans on using funding when you're creating an NFT project are much more elaborate and much more, um, I think, strategic than what anyone was realizing six months ago, three months ago, nine months ago. And so when you're thinking about this, right, you have to think about not only do you need a, de a dev to help you build out the smart contract and connect the smart contract to the website for the minting uh, mechanics. And, and uh, you need a dev to also make sure you're integrating um, the art and using kind of, you know, depending on how you're using metadata and the, and the platform you're uh, supplying. But you also have to think about a dev from integration into your website, uh, content marketing, right? So like there's that, that role of the dev. And then of course you have the art, or maybe it's the video, or maybe it's the spoken word, whatever it may be as your, um, as your like kind of your placeholder in your NFT project. And then the, the, the other magic, right? So you have like the founder and the face, that's the storyteller. And then you also are going to need, you know, your community managers and your moderators, right? If you're using discord, you're going to need discord mods. You're going to need a community manager that understands not only the, the overall community feeling, but can help manage things like social media posts and uh, content, you know, user-generated content um, from your your community. And then the the crazy part is you think about all that team, and you haven't even factored in the utility yet. And I will tell you, this is one that actually like is a little bit concerning for me is that a lot of utility when we think about the utility that we can provide within an NFT project, a lot of times it comes down to like access or information, right? You're going to, we're going to give people or, or experiences, right? Those are kind of like the three buckets. We're going to give people access to maybe a mastermind, access to a online course, access to a, a virtual event, a, a offline event, access to, um, you know, something that you are providing that only, only the holders can have. And then you have information ones, right? You're, you're going to raise money for awareness around uh, web three and women in tech or whatever that may be. And then the third one being that experiences, right? So your utility is a, it's a game or it's a metaverse uh, scenario, or it is, um, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to create something, uh, a type of experience that has never existed before. You're going to bring these worlds together. The hardest, the thing that I believe that most of us have not factored in, and I say us because we're all learning this together, is that who, how, and where are you delivering that utility? And the thing about this is that you don't actually have to have all of your utility defined on the day that you mint. Like it doesn't need to be all in the smart contract on day one. It doesn't need to be all on the website on, on day one. But what you do have to have on day one is you have to have a, a clear plan on not only what how that utility is going to be delivered, but who's going to be the one delivering it. And I, I, I see this on a regular basis where a lot of projects you know, they're outsourcing the like, okay, we're going to do a comic book or we're going to do a, a coffee table uh, piece, or we're going to, we're going to do merchandise, whatever that may be. Well, here's the thing about that is like, who's now crafting the, the preview graphics? Who's now writing the copy for inside of the discord? Who's, uh, you know, educating the audience 
on what they're going to need to do to participate in this. And maybe most importantly, we also really haven't factored in what is the role of like PR and comms in this like kind of digital, you know, let's just say digital NFT world. Because here's a prediction that I have is that I believe the days of expecting people to go in your discord to get updates, information, and, you know, to not miss out on uh, the utility that they get for holding their NFT. The days of relying with that as the only way to communicate are over. I believe, I believe that it's, we, you know, especially as we get new blood into this space, like I find it, you know, I find it extremely lazy in a way, right. That, that we've become so, you know, like entitled in a way that we say like, Hey, I know you bought this NFT for a couple hundred dollars. Um, I know I promised to deliver these things, but on top of that, the only way that you can be aware of that is if you come into another app and you sign up for notifications and you're active there, because like, I almost feel like one of the utilities that people should put on the website is that like to, to, to get the value out of this NFT that you, that we are describing, you must be active in discord, right? And no one's going to put that in there because that's going to scare people away. And so now when we take like a, a kind of a step back before launching your NFT project, you not only have to treat this like a business as far as building out the team, but you also have to have a business plan that takes into account all of that execution. What is the, you know, what are the business goals that you are measuring along the way? And then like, how are you communicating that? And I will tell you the, the idea of mismanaging expectations is the root cause, I believe, of 99% of the, of the founder's stress today. I believe a lot of founders in NFT projects, they're, they've either overpromised, way overpromised, or they are so undercommunicating that even if they deliver on their promise, people are so burnt out or feel like they're not you know, being included in the process that they, they don't even really care what the execution is on the end. And, and as I mentioned on that, the Psychedelics Anonymous example that I shared a little bit earlier, you know, the gamification that was, that was deployed, the tokenomics element, it almost took on its own world, right? There was this lore around the project where people were reading between the lines and understanding the storytelling. And, and it was, it, it was a lot of fun and, and dynamic. And, and this is coming from someone that I don't think if you would have told me that that was the main uh, component of the project, I don't think I would have been um, you know, that excited about being a part of that. Now, the caveat to all of this is that there are plenty of, of NFT examples of projects that aren't requiring all of these things, but here's the truth. No project moving forward, in my opinion, will just be a PFP project, right? A profile pro, uh, project, right? CryptoPunks is technically just a profile po uh, project, right? It is the art is, is ultimate. It's art and access to people that hold that art. But I think as we move forward, you will have artists that will have their one of ones and their collections. But then when you're when we're looking at everything from membership communities to access communities to thought leadership communities or even just to the idea of uh, of a community that are mission or purpose driven we really have to dial in that that business value we have to dial in that roadmap and 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 the two places that I would say that I think we have to really understand is a the importance of communicating and over-communicating. And B, understanding the importance of managing your expectations that you are putting out there, but also this, 
be willing to evolve and roll with the punches and and add more utility and uh, move move your expectations because the market has changed. I will tell you right now, as I'm re researching a lot of these NFT projects, the NFT projects that are not reading the room, right? The ones that are not realizing the, the state of, let's just say the world right now, right? The, the recession and, and so many things going on. The ones that are not factoring that in and adapting their you know, launch of their mint or the launch of their second phase are going to fail right now. And they're, and they're failing right now around us. There are a lot of great projects and it's unfortunate. There's some really great projects right now that are deploying the, their second phase of their NFT project, or they finally launched their, their mint, or maybe they launched their Genesis a little bit early and they're, 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 you know, on phase two. And unfortunately I believe they are deploying it as if like, well, we, we worked before, so we're just going to stick to what worked and we're not going to recognize this kind of environment. And, and here's the, the mindset and approach that I believe founders have to have. As, as NFT project founders, we have to have a mindset and approach that we, we communicate and manage expectations, but we are willing to throw out the strategy if something else, um, you know, if there are other factors that come in. And we are also willing to scratch out part of the strategy and recognize, you know what? The metaverse is kind of dead right now. And if your NFT project is pitching me for you're going to have an amazing experience in Decentraland. Uh, has anybody been in Decentraland lately? I logged in the other day. Uh, it was a ghost town because with everything else going on in the world and not much real value being provided in the, in the metaverse at the moment, what do I just want to run around with a character lost in the metaverse? Like I'm already running around in this world half lost. Why would I want to do that in a virtual world or a digital world? And so I look at this as, you know, being you know, very strategic, right? Mapping out the, you know, we need to build your team. You need to map out that business strategy, the, the, the business, uh, you know, objectives, your entire business plan. And you also have to factor in like, okay, if, if some, and, I, and I'm a big fan of this because it kind of fits into our, in this, into the blockchain world, right? If this happens, then we're going to do this. If this happens, we're going to do this, right? And the part of this that we can, that I believe, and I'll throw out a couple of things here at the end that, you know, that I think will help is there's also some things that I think we should try. We should, we should test out with NFT projects. One of them, and it might shock you, is like, I believe some projects should roll out with a free mint, but a 20% creator royalty. Yep. That's what I said. I said, I think 20% of secondary sales on a project that is giving people the, the, the NFT for free could be a great value prop, right? Because, hey, we're going to fund this through secondary sales at 20%, but we're going we're gonna to provide so much value that only the people that are going to have to pay that 20% are the flippers and those that lose faith. Okay, well, if you believe in the project and you're going to buy into it with not the hopes of flipping out of it, but with the hopes of getting the utility that they want, does that 20% really even matter to you? If you're not going to sell yours because you, you believe buying that NFT is going to be that high of value for you. So like, that's an innovative spot, right? Like, I believe that actually is, it would be a, a very creative approach. Another approach that I think we're going to, we're going to see is this 10,000 piece number is kind of ridiculous. Like 10,000 was just kind of thrown out there. Right. And we've seen the extremes, right? The matrix uh, project did a hundred thousand Gary V for V friends series two did 55,000. We've seen some projects do a little bit like, 
for whatever reason, like we've still kind of been hovering around that 10,000 mark. But what about a what about an NFT project that said, you know what, we are only going to let 500 people in every month. So 500 NFTs will be deployed this month. Next month, there'll be 500. Next month, there'll be 500. Because now we are not only understanding supply and demand, but we're also kind of letting people know, okay, the reason this is going to work is because if you miss out on month one, yes, you can jump in on month two, but there's gonna be so much value in between that you're gonna have FOMO. You're gonna, you're gonna wish that you had um, bought in on that phase one. And then that also kind of increases that value um, on the secondary market. Now, what does that mean when you get closer to phase two? Well, now you're gonna have to play with the idea of like, how do you reward those that were in at the beginning? So I think that's another uh, place that could be really interesting. The third one, as far as like, uh, you know, when it comes to like utility and the growth is that I actually think we're going to see more NFT projects that focus on one or two key components of the, of their actual NFT drop. And then they're going to airdrop 15 or 20, um, different, like kind of, uh, components on top of the users for those that are holding. And, and I've been saying this for a while, and, and it might maybe it's just gonna be our project with uh, Superpowered here um, uh, for our our NFT project. But I also believe we need to find ways to reward and incentivize those that are holding their original mint NFT. Right? There are some projects right now that I very proudly hold that I was the original owner in August, and that project is still doing well. And I'm and I have never sold it. I still hold that original one. I'm the only owner. Well, let's face it. If you're the only owner of a car the car's value goes up. If there's only been one owner of a baseball card, the value of it goes up. Why would that not be the same here in the NFT space? So I think that's another spot that we're going to see. But here's the, the magic to all of that, is that the business plan, the people that are, are going to execute on these things, and the ability to get the entire team to really evolve. And I, you know, one of the things that I like to say is, you know, I'm not a huge fan of rules. Actually, I've always hated rules. I, 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 I wasn't like a, a kid that got in trouble. I, mean, I, I got in trouble, but it was mostly because like, I, not only do I not like being told what to do, but like, I prefer some freedom of my own choice and selection. And so I've always preached that we don't need to create rules. We need to create swim lanes. And swim lanes you know, get people from one end of the pool to the other end of the pool, but they bob and weave with the water and they allow you as you're swimming, you can swim to uh, on the left line or the right line. You can, you know, you can, it, they'll move with the water as the, as the entire trends of the industry change, you can kind of evolve with that. And so we really do have to have a, an understanding of, of getting a team that can work in this type of environment, because here's the hard truth. A lot of people are struggling to find developers, artists, PR teams, Discord moderators. And the reason is, is because this space is not easy to work in. Everything is always changing. There are a lot of variables that are, un, that are not controllable. So the truth is you actually have to find the right people that have the right mindset and they can work in this environment. And then I believe we just train them on the skills that they need to, to make all of this work. And I think this is one of those evolving spots where just because someone is uh, understands smart contracts and can write a smart contract does not mean they might not that, that they can actually work well within your project because your project's going to have all these different moving parts or your project's going to deploy these type of things. And so finding like, like those right people is you know is essential. And then the last thing I'll just throw out there, you know, 
anyone can launch, you know, a project in like real time, right? Like there's no like magic, like, oh, like, okay, we, hey, we build a project and you can launch it. The real magic comes into like listening, evolving, understanding your audience, understanding the industry and deploying a NFT project at the right time. Now, the right time does not mean it's a perfect time. The right time does not mean the market has to be way up or the market can't be down. But that right time actually requires you to build the plan, to have all of this ready, and then be agile enough to deploy it when things make sense. And I think that, to me, is one of the hardest uh, you know, components of this entire NFT space because you know, the idea of just throwing a date on the map and saying, hey, Brian, what do you think about minting in the first week of August? Right now, I think it's, it, might, it might be a good time because it'll be a month out and we'll be kind of closing up vacations. But I have no idea what's going to happen between now and then. So I think what is better is to actually build all of this, continue to evolve it, but be ready to deploy it and say, hey, I think the timing is right now. Let's drop this. Let's, let's launch our, 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 our pre-mint list. Let's put out a date you know, that's maybe seven or 10 days out. And then let's go, let's go to, to make it all happen. So that's where, like, where I look at this. And you know, if remember, remember I, I'm really focused on like, kind of like the business side of this. I've always been someone as an early adopter that taps into to business activ- activations. And you know, my, my three dams that we talk about here on the podcast, right? We say, raise your damn hand, which means seize the moments. Uh, we talk about, you know, doing your own damn research, uh, which of course is that idea of, you know, like don't trust other people's opinions because their version of success is not always the same as yours or most of the time is not the same as yours. And then of course the last one is that idea of pressing the damn button and taking action. And to me, that is the piece of this is like finding that, you know, that team so that you can set up and, and be ready so that when, when the timing makes the most sense for you and your project and the audience that you're trying to deploy to, you're ready to press the damn button. And that's also kind of ties into, you know, our sponsor, you know, Crypto Business Conference. You know, I was excited uh, when I you know, started uh, talking to Mike about um, this event that's coming up because it is really focused on actionable content and actionable, um, you know, sessions. The idea of like, how, you know, working with people that say, Hey, when you leave this session, you're going to better understand how to do these different things. And, you know, there are different conferences for different things, right? I've been to a lot of conferences. Some of them are high end thought leadership. Some of them are general onboarding, but I'm excited, you know, that, that, you know, cannot only be involved uh, with crypto business conference, but you should definitely check out the the lineup that is uh, that is being uh, put together for crypto business conference, and even just some of the the messaging and the mission, because you know there is an element of not only our need and desire to press the damn button, but I also understand that we we must we must think beyond the Twitter space. We must think beyond this podcast, and what can we provide IRL? that is going to allow us to really take advantage of the fact that we're all in the same uh, location. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, San Diego, October 9th to the 11th. Uh, so make sure to check out Crypto Business Conference uh, and I will, uh, you know, we'll see our team there. Well, but we're going to have a lot of fun down there in San Diego and really appreciate them jumping on board and sponsoring. So as always, my friends, you know, keep your head up. I understand these times can be a little tough. There are a lot of you know uh, extenuating circumstances at the moment that are uh, you know that are kind of evolving in our world. You know, take a deep breath. Remember that you're not alone. And as always, uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Bye.